And welcome back again for our next carrier update. Bill Priestley here along with Tony Mulvey. And behold, a map. Yep. So going to look at our reefer headhaul index here to start. So a measure of what is overbooked, what's underbooked. It's the difference between reefer outbound tender volume index, those outbound loads versus inbound loads. Anything you see in blue, more outbound freight than inbound freight. Conversely, not anything in the red, more inbound than outbound. So what is, the old saying when looking at this map, go to the blue because that's where your opportunities are going to lie. And you start looking at some of these, I think there's some interesting th takeaways. Midwest, Chicago, Juliet, hot area, right? Mm -hmm. You're looking for blue markets, so those overbooked markets around other blue markets, right? Because there's nowhere to pull the capacity sure. from. So like you, prime example, look on the West Coast, you see Fresno right there in the blue. Mm -hmm. But look around it, bunch of red, bunch of underbooked markets. The market can pull capacity from an Ontario that's an underbooked market into that over and kind of offset the two, right? So like they can balance each other out without having to really, you won't necessarily see it in the data because just because, because it's overbooked in Fresno, a carrier will know this, they will deadhead their tr equipment there as opposed to taking an inbound load into the market. Yeah. Well, it's different in the Midwest, right? You're surrounded by other overbooked markets. That's an area where you have pricing power because carriers can't do that, right? You're not able to deadhead into a market for that opportunity. So something to pay attention to, that would be if you're looking at a place to find freight and have some opportunity, have maybe a little leverage, that's going to be your best guess because look at other markets, Allentown over here in that's the Northeast driver of reefer demand, kind of a balanced market. And then you've got uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey right there as well. Mm -hmm. But you look around it, everybody flood, everybody's going to flood to those two markets because they know that's where the freight is. And when they do that, capacity eases, right? Loosens, rates go down. But on the whole, when you start looking at where rates are, they're down from their peak just a few weeks ago. No surprise. We looked at rejection rates. They're still a little elevated, but things have eased up a little, but we're still elevated in comparison to where we were for much of the year. Mm -hmm. So 275 in our FreightWaves reefer truckload index. It's all right. I mean, it, we would obviously, yeah. we'll always like to see it higher, right? I mean, higher is better, but overall, okay. Now I brought up our reefer contract rate. So it's the line haul rate for our reefer contracts. So the key takeaway here is the market has improved from May. It kind of goes into what we were saying about rejection rates and volumes. You've seen them kind of steadily grow. You've seen some intermittent changes, but the overall trend is up. If you look in May, mm -hmm. kind of a bottoming of where contract rates bottomed out, we've seen them steadily increase. Yes, we're down from our peak earlier in the year around the holidays, but again, the overall trend is higher. We just need it to continue to head this way. And that, that's ultimately the goal. Now, we just conducted a survey and we're actually going to have a white paper that comes out. It kind of encompassed the entire freight economy, but it was asking shippers where are contract rates this year going and what risk or how are you mitigating any risk of ch changing market conditions in the back half of the year? What we found is you're looking at flat to 
to low single digit rate declines year over year, kind of in line with where we are when you start comparing it to right now, but they're not taking a lot of risk or they're not mitigating risk in any way. I think that's the concern as we head in later in the year is that there's risk and all their risk is to this rate going up and those more, anything gains that they might get could be lost very quickly. So something to pay attention to when that white paper does come out, uh, I think later this week. So pay attention, it's some helpful tidbits and insights in there to, to what's kind of on shippers' minds. Now move real quick here, looking at diesel prices. Continue to see a decline at the retail location. Not really a big decline. I mean, we're still at 393, we were at 393 on Friday but you saw the rack price over the weekend skyrocket. I mean, it went up about 40 cents to $2.70. What's that do? It narrows the spread. This is, this is why station owners aren't dropping rate or diesel prices faster because the volatility in the rack price can collapse the spread almost instantly. Yep. If you go back to the last chart there as well, you can see if this is going to happen and then react, happen and then react. Yeah, it, it, it ha it's a... That change, it's not instant, right? Yeah. It's station owners, and they can absorb it. I mean, again, we're at $1.23 in the spread. They can absorb some of this, right? Now, the question will be, how quickly do they want to change, react to that, that drop? And we'll see what plays out. That's a little stuff there, Tony. Thank you so much for that. We'll head back over to Kaylee next with our next guest.